You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie, and welcome to Episode 75 of the Big Boo Cast. Before we get started today, Melanie and I just wanted to, one, thank you so much for the way you responded to our t-shirts um, at milkandhoneytees.com. And then second of all, just encourage you, if you have not taken a look at Milk and Honey Teas, to just go check out the great work that Mandy does. She has such great designs on a great product and um, there's stuff for a couple of other podcasts as well that you may listen to. More than anything, she gives back through each purchase to Africa New Life Ministries. So check out milkandhoneyteas.com. And if you think about it, you can follow Melanie and me on Facebook at facebook.com slash thebigboocast or on Instagram at Melanie Shankle or at boomama205. Enjoy episode 75, y'all. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. All right. This is this is trial number two. Had a little technical uh-huh. difficulty, but we're back in it. In it to That's win okay. it. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We, well, we hadn't done one in a while, so we were out of practice. Oh, my goodness. We have not done one in a while. It has. Um, we have tried. We have tried. Yes. Yes. But it feels like life just kept getting in the way. I feel like April and May. April is like the ramp up. You know what I mean? And then May is just insanity. And I don't even know specifically what kept getting in our way. It was just always something. Just always something would pop up. We would we would plan and then it would fall apart. And we would plan and it would fall apart. Yep. Yep. It would. Well, we had, I think a couple of times, like there was a time I didn't feel good. Then mm-hmm. I think there was a time you didn't feel good. And then I think you had some family stuff. And then, you know, I don't know. We just, life is just crazy. It's like if you don't set aside like a time, see, what we ought to do is just say, you know what, every Wednesday we podcast or whatever, but. That is way too organized. <laughs> for require some some organization, and something would happen. That's the thing. Is like, yeah. Unless we're going to pre- become professional podcasters, I don't know that that the that the time setting aside thing works so well for us. You mean we're not professional podcasters? <laughs> I don't think we are. I don't think we are. I think whatever those qualifications are, we might fall just a hair short. Uh huh. We are. We are. Uh, we are right here in the 
amateur lane. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, but that's okay. It just happens when it happens. I got tickled because somebody emailed me or somewhere somebody contacted me and they were like, I've been listening to all your old podcasts. And it was something like from the very beginning. Now I'm on number 45 and it's 2015. And I'm like, it took (laughs) us eight years to get to 45 podcasts. Like, (laughs) it's the most, when I see other people and they're like, on episode 165, I'm like, yeah, listen, been podcasting for three years you got 165 episodes i don't even know how to yeah what to do with that level of commitment and productivity i don't know what that's like no but listen we are two people and we are like-minded in this where it's like we aren't gonna let like a a career goal get in the way of like a netflix marathon or something else no Mm -mm, mm -mm. so we just we just Figure out how to use our time the way we want to use our time. We really do. It's something. Mm-hmm. It's something. Yeah. What, will, what will become a priority for us that is maybe not necessarily an actual priority. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what has been a priority for me this morning because okay. we are recording this on a Saturday. Is that, um, I don't know if the world is aware, probably so since it's on every media outlet, but Pippa Middleton got married um, today. Maybe now it was yesterday in England. And so I have been, I've been, reading all the coverage on Pippa's wedding. Okay, I surprisingly one now I will say, you know, I had a little I had a little outpatient procedure thing done yesterday. Yes. So I was I when when we got home I slept for a long time. And then when I got up, I got back in the bed with my iPad, but I just read news because I'm 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 a You're very serious that way. I'm very serious that way. But I, I read all the news. So I saw something this morning about it, but I didn't know if it happened yesterday or today. I've been very out of the Pippa loop. So I need you to bring me into it. Well, it happened. um, It happened Saturday morning there, which I guess now would be. So now would probably be the nighttime. They would be heading towards the nighttime because I don't know if you're aware there's a time difference (laughs) because there's a a time difference. I believe it's six hours between Central time here and in, in, in England, I believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're just now gearing up, I guess, for the evening festivities. Because apparently the way this thing is going to go down is there was a morning wedding and then there's an evening party. So I will tell you that Pippa's dress was gorgeous. The lace was gorgeous. She wore a cap sleeve, which I just, you know, you have to have the arms of steel to get away with a cap sleeve, especially on your wedding day. I feel like a cap sleeve is the boldest of all the sleeve choices. You've got to be real. You got to be real, real confident about what yep. you're what you're bringing to the arms table, uh-huh. if you will. Mm-hmm. Yep. Welcome to the gun show. That's right. So, um, but she, it, it looked great. I, I love the lace. I don't, I don't know that I. It, it was not my favorite of dresses. I'm going to be honest. It had a little, I'm going to tell you what gave me pause is it appears to have, and I haven't seen all the up close photos yet, and I've only seen the Suvel, but it appears to maybe have some sort of cutout in, in the shape of a heart in the back. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Do you hear that? Because I, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on just a minute. Could you hear that? No, what was it? I Googled Pippa Middleton, Middleton wedding dress and USA Today came up and then this ad started blaring in my ears. Ah. I felt certain you could all hear it. A, a heart shape oh, no, cut I, out in the back. I don't, I know. I know. A little a little bit, and and it was a small heart, and maybe it wasn't meant to be cut out in the shape of a heart. I just, I don't know how I feel about it. Like it just, it, I, I don't think a, I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan. Okay, I'm not a fan. 
So, um, but it does have some sort of little cutout. But I mean, it's very sleek. It's very, uh, it's uh, the lace on it is gorgeous. And listen, the whole thing. Let's be honest. It costs more than my house. So who am I to sit here? Sure. And you know, in my ten-year-old hoodie and judge Pippa Middleton's cutout. Okay, but. let's talk about. I'm, I'm looking at a picture that the children. Let's let's talk about our good friend, our young friend, Prince George. Uh, is he the cutest he's, ever? He's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just the cutest thing ever. And I listen and I, I, you know, I love the royal family, but I laughed because somebody put up a picture and they were like, here's Prince William, no, Prince George. And he looks very similar to his father, Prince William. And he was, I guess, a ring bearer in somebody's wedding, maybe Fergie and Andrews. I don't know. And they were like, like they look similar. And I'm like, no, because Kate Middleton is the best thing that's happened to that gene pool is what I'm going <laughs> to say. She's, she's, she, oh, I see. Have you said, are you there? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're cutting out. Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, I am. Yes. I can't, you know, <laughs> if I get on an AT&T rant, that's going to be the end of this podcast. I know, but I'm just telling you, you're cutting out. Um, so oh, the weather is bad here. So I'm going to give AT&T maybe a pass that okay. maybe that's why. Okay. Well, there's, mm-hmm. I see a picture of Kate Middleton shushing all the children. Yes. Yes. She was in charge of shushing the children. Um, and she had on a blush dress. And so was she not a bridesmaid? No, but apparently I, what I read yesterday was they said, well, she was kind of, but I, I think it's different. She wasn't a bridesmaid because they did not want to steal Pippa's thunder, I think. Okay. Okay. This may be the way that goes. I don't know. That Maybe was, she that was, was an attendant. Yes. And I saw there was a thing of her like helping straighten Pippa's veil and all that before she walked down the aisle. But maybe she was in charge of the children. Okay. I can see the the cutout. It reminds me a lot. I mean, it, it's it's a subtle heart, I think. If it's it a is. Heart. It's a subtle heart. Yeah. It is. It is. I just, I mean, I think, what do you think of the dress? I think it's very pretty. I think it's very, um, it, it's got, it's a little throwback to me. It's a little 60-ish, 60-ish yeah. to me. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think it's pretty. I think you're right, though. I think you got to have a lot of confidence with those arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To wear that sleeve. And mm-hmm. then for it to come up so high, too. And for that sleeve, it's not touching her arm. Like, it's like her like her arms are lean. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's got... Pippa's been working out in preparation for the wedding day, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So, that was it. I thought Kate's dress is pretty... Um, but it's just kind of, I feel like that's the whole, it's the mother of the groom, like wear beige, right? you know, it's very subdued, but the, all the color, the whole color palette is pretty subdued for the kids and everything. Well, I just think I can, I can kind of see flowers. Sorry for ever, to everybody for me, like looking at the internet while we're talking about this, but you too can do the same. Uh-huh. Um, but oh, don't you know, it was beautiful. Oh, you know, it was just something. And they left in like some kind of little sporty British convertible car. I mean, I see that. It looks like they're riding on the ground. It looks like they're very low. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, so that's it. And so, but apparently Meghan Markle did not get to attend the ceremony, but she is going to be at the party tonight. Okay. Now, why did she not get to attend the ceremony? Because they said she couldn't or because like logistically she couldn't. I feel like, you know, the answer to this question. I do. Well, I do know the answer okay. because I have read. So their speculation was, so apparently Pippa and Kate's youngest brother brought his girlfriend because at first they said maybe it was not a plus one situation because it was just going to be a small wedding. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's how um, long you've been dating that person because they said they probably 
probably decided on the guest list six months ago. And so they were not going to change to allow Harry to bring Megan. And six months ago, they did not know how serious that relationship was. Okay. So but that was what, so, so the brother got to bring his girlfriend who he's been dating for several years, but apparently the groom's brother, who is also a British reality star. Okay. Tell me not, more. I, I don't know. I don't know what he's a reality star of. It just said that he's a British reality star. Okay. And he's younger, but I think he's somewhat of a scoundrel, maybe. Oh, scoundrel. Yeah. <laughs> I've been bringing all the British. Does Is he a scoundrel who likes to ride in a lift? He might be. <laughs> and then he goes to the loo. Does he go to hospital? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Scoundrel. He's a rascal. He's a rascal. He's a scam. (laughs) And so uh, he did not get to bring his girlfriend, who he apparently has only been dating maybe four to six months. So apparently (laughs) if you've been in this deal about six months or less, you did not get to go to the wedding. Okay. But you could get to go to the party tonight. You get to go to the party tonight. Now, I don't know if the scoundrel's girlfriend gets to go to the party, but Meghan Markle gets to go to the party because I already saw pictures of Harry driving back to London to pick her up to bring her back for the reception tonight. Oh, Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle is like the real, like she's like the Cinderella. That's the Cinderella story. Yeah, it really is. I mean, just American actress and you meet yourself a prince and then boom. And she's got the best gig of all because she doesn't have to worry about being like, her husband isn't going to be king. Yeah, that's right. She's she she's she's in the world, but not in the spotlight as much. Exactly. Not that exactly. we're not obsessed with her, but but not to the degree that like a Kate Middleton would be in the spotlight. Yeah, like Kate Middleton has to wear nude colored pumps the rest of her life. She does, and she has to wear hose. She also yes. has to wear hose the rest of her yes. life. Exactly. So whereas Meghan Markle, she'll be able to wear. She'll be like kind of Eugenie and a Beatrice. Beatrice, thank you, and mm-hmm. she'll get to wear. You know. She can wear patterned shoes. She can wear some wild stuff if she wants to, because she you don't have the pressure of the crown, as we all know from the miniseries. The heaviest head. Yes, the pressure. Oh, oh, I can't even imagine. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Heavy is the head. So, yes, so that's what I've been doing this morning. So it was really kind of my perfect day because... So I woke up, all my people were gone because Caroline spent the night with a friend last night. Perry had left for the ranch. It's rainy here and there are not even any dogs. And so I've just been able to completely immerse myself in, uh, in Pippa's wedding this morning. Okay. Well, maybe that'll be my goal for the afternoon because I am staying mm-hmm. home all day today. Good, good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good day to, that's my thing. I'm, I'm only going to go pick up my child, but other than that, I'm not leaving today. Well, I, you know, like I said, I did not even realize the wedding was this weekend. So clearly I have been behind the times. Mm-hmm. Well, you've had a lot going on. A little you've, bit, a little bit. Yeah, had a little bit going on. You think you're leaving for Africa, which is no small thing. I know. And we leave in like, we leave not this Thursday, but the next Thursday. And, and, oh and I am not, when I tell you, like, I'm, I, I'm like, I'm so I'm ready to go. I'm excited about going, but I am not prepared to go right now. Yeah. So, yes. yes. So I ordered the other night, I told um, David, I was like, I haven't done anything. So I ordered a, a, a like a plug adapter slash power converter. Since the last time I was in Africa, I burned up a hairdryer. Yes. And, and, um, and I, so I ordered that off of Amazon. And I kind of had that feeling when after I ordered, I was like, well, 
I'm all done. Just nothing yeah. else today to get ready. I'm all done. Order my little adapter converter and voila. What else do you need? What I mean, else do you just... need? So I've got to I've got to get real organized about that this next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got to pack your mentholatum. I do. I've got to make sure I've got plenty of mentholatum. I've got to make sure. Um, just everything, you know. Just everything. And a friend of mine at work who kind of knew about what's been going on in our family the last week or so, um, and then who knows about Africa coming up, came in my office the other day with just a bag. And she said, you know, I didn't know what to do. I just brought you a bag of snacks for the plane. Oh, that was very nice. So sweet. And so she she brought me some gluten-free crackers and some pistachio nuts and brought Alex some, some, um, some little little bit more sugary treats and so anyway oh that's perfect that's that's the perfect gift so see i have a bag of snacks and i have a converter so i'm ready to go clearly you can dry your hair and you can eat so you've got that going for you (laughs) i'm out so at some point i'll start to get organized but um anyway we've gotten our like our itinerary and all our flight information and all that kind of stuff and so you know i guess it'll just be an adventure when okay you know, well, I'll, I'll, I'll pack sometime between now and, and then mm-hmm. hopefully mm-hmm. the right things. Well, and it's like, you just have to get through. Cause I don't even think I've told you this, but Caroline and I are going to Nashville that first week while you're in Kenya. I'm going to be in Nashville. Oh, you hadn't told me that. Yeah. So it was kind of a last minute thing. So, um, so we're going to Nashville, but it, uh, but like, I look at that and like, I feel overwhelmed trying to prepare for Nashville. Anyway, so that's but so I can only imagine. But I think that it's just we're at that time of the year where it's like you've got to get what's in right in front of you done, and then you can think about the next thing. Yeah, like we have this tomorrow is graduation, um, for my school, and then um, our friend Travis is here tomorrow night. He's doing a worship concert. At, oh, uh, that's fun! Isn't that fun? Yeah, are you gonna go? Yeah, we are gonna go. Oh, okay. So we go see Travis tomorrow night, and then next week Alex has exams, and then it's also SEC baseball tournament. Yes, so you know how I feel about that. Yes, um, so we'll be doing that, and um, and my friend Daphne and her son are coming to town, and we'll watch a little baseball, and then that next week, you know, will be my that'll be my packing week. Yes. Yes, to get everything all ready. Now, do you have to wear, like, are there certain, like, things you have to wear? Like, we have to bring, like, our, you know, our our fishing clothes, our jungle clothes to Ecuador. And then, like, in the Dominican, you had to wear skirts a lot of the time. Like, do they have rules like that? I don't know yet. I think we have a we have a call about all that stuff next week. So, I, I know that, that on the Sunday that we're there, we're actually, we're going to church at one of the local churches where Compassion works. And so, I know that we will dress for that. But as far as the day to day, I don't know what the what the rules are. Okay. So right. I'm assuming in Uganda we could wear pants. Um, we could wear jeans or whatever. And so I'm assuming I don't know why that that you know we'll be able to do the same. But maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Well, I think that's a good assumption. I think go with it. I'm just gonna you know, but I, but as far as I know, no no jungle clothes. As far as I know, like there's not going to be any need for okay. some, for any more fishing shirts unless I just okay. decide I want to wear a fishing shirt. Okay, so what kind of shoes are you going to wear? I kind of I don't know. Like I okay I, because you know they the last time we went to Africa they suggested that we wear closed toe shoes and so I mean all I have really closed toe shoe wise. Well, I mean I guess I could take I could take my boots that I love and I could wear those. Um, and I'll take my tennis shoes. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I keep okay. thinking I need to find some new sneakers, like, you know, because the sneakers are all the rage. Sneakers are all the rage. They're all right the rage. Now. And so mm-hmm. I, may, I may go to Nordstrom Rack and see if I can find some sneakers. Okay. Now, you know what? I have two pairs of now. I have my slip-on vans and then I have my old school lace-up vans. And they are both so comfortable. Where did you get your van? Did you get them at Nordstrom? I got them at Nordstrom. I ordered them online because I didn't have them in our store. So I ordered them online. And so the trick with the vans is you really need to order because I think they're unisex. So you need to order like normally I wear an eight and a half or nine, but in my vans, I wear an eight. Okay. Interesting. yeah, so you need to go down at least a half size. Um, so, but they are so comfortable. So I got the white. My old schools are just white on white. But if I were going to Africa, then I might be tempted to get either the gray with the white or yeah. the black with the white because it wouldn't show dirt. Because those white, you know, would just be trashed. Um, and then the slip-ons are so, com- I mean, they are so comfortable. And I got Gully to get a pair. And so I've got some floral slip-ons and she has some navy and white striped. And she was like, these are the best shoes ever. They're so comfortable. It's why all the break dancers wore them. It's exactly why. Mm-hmm. How could, mm-hmm. Well, I need to, okay, I'm going to have to investigate. Yeah. I Because um, I need something like that. I feel like um, just for, you know, just for the business of the day while we're there. Yes. I will yes. tell you what, where I'm really struggling um, right now. And this is a deep, um, a deep dilemma, as you're you're going to hear. I'm really struggling okay. with jeans. Here's mm. here's why. Because I feel like I, you know, so I had, or I have like boyfriend jeans, and and I have I, I don't feel like I have any jeans that are good like normal jeans. I don't know how else to say it. Like okay. I, I feel like all my jeans are tricky. Like they need to be rolled up. Or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. they're, or they're, they've got some kind of flair to them and they're long. So I need to wear a taller shoe. You see what I like, Yes. I, I don't know what a normal jean is to wear with Vans. Yes. Well, I think you wear, like for me, well, I either wear, I have like some flares that are like just flip-flop length, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for flats. So I, I wear them with those. And then I have like my skinny jeans that I just cuff and I yes. wear with the Vans. So that's it. Cause I don't think you really wear jeans. I mean, jeans are a weird thing. Like Caroline's in this thing right now where she wants her jeans. Like she's so, she's so thin that we get these jeans, but then her legs are so long that she's like, well, they come up above my ankle, but I'm like, that's kind of the style that they come up above mm-hmm. your ankle. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think you've got to show some, so yeah. I think that's really, because there's not just like such, I mean, there is such thing, but I would not recommend them nor condone them just a straight leg jean no. that just goes down to your shoe you know no. what I mean I think it either needs to be a flare or it needs to be probably a cuffed something yeah I'm feeling a need for an ankle length jean it's really what mm-hmm. I where I'm, that's where I'm landing so again mm-hmm. I'll have to go and search yeah I know you know old navy is good just in terms of just a good cheap jean and then <laughs> well they are yeah. inexpensive is sure. what I mean. Yeah. Um, but they're also like, if you look on Nordstrom, when you're ordering your vans, that Articles of Society brand, yes. I feel like it's a good moderately priced jean brand. And then I also have those Vigos jeans. You and the um, Vigos jeans. You love your Vigos jeans. I love the Vigos jeans. Mm-hmm. Now I will say now that the Vigos jeans are kind of to me like old Navy jeans. They do have a shelf life. Now they last a little bit longer, but like, I have a pair that I bought on sale, but like some AG skinny ankle jeans. Mm-hmm. And like when you put those on, you're like, well, these Vigos are garbage. I mean, like <laughs> it, they're, 
I mean, there's no comparison in how they feel and how they wear. But but the Vigos are good for they're good for what they are. Okay. They're a good, moderately priced jean. But I feel like I always justify spending a little bit more on jeans because I will, I mean, I'll wear them. I mean, I'm wearing jeans that I had seven years ago. I never quit on a pair of jeans. Yeah. Now, I listen, I love a good pair of jeans, but I, I just, I feel like all of mine right now are trickier than I need for them to be in terms of wearing them, you know, like on a trip like we're going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like the boyfriend gene will get on your nerves after a minute. You know what I mean? You start to you yeah. start to hike them up all the time, and yes. you know, like you just, I just need just something a low maintenance kind of blue mm-hmm. jean, and I don't feel like I have anything like that right now. You probably need to go to rack. I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I think I, mm-hmm. and I, I think probably I can find some some sneakery shoes there too. Yeah, I bet you can too. I also really like. You know what I ordered that I really wanted besides the Vans was because they're what. Kate wears Kate Middleton. Okay. Uh, those uh, I don't know how you say it, but they're like Supergas or Superga. I don't know how, <laughs> how you say it. I'm guessing it's Superga, but they're Italian and they're a canvas sneaker. And they have them at Nordstrom. And I ordered a pair because I love the way they look. They look so cute, and they're actually the soles are made from some sort of recycled tires or something. So they're supposed to be really heavy duty, but they were too wide for my feet. Well, I've got a pair of something or others that I ordered that are like slip-ons and they're silver. They're really cute. and They've got a big, thick sole, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure they're, they're, they're not super comfortable yet. I don't know. I don't know, but I can't now remember what they're called. Okay. I feel like I sent you the link before I ordered them to make sure they were cute. Okay. I'm but trying to remember. Anyway. I don't know. Okay. I probably need well. to explore those two before I, before I go looking for something else. Yeah, yeah. I like that the way the Supergas look, those are, my, I think they're super cute. But like I said, and then that gives me, then now I have questions about Kate Middleton's feet because my feet are not narrow. So what's going on there? Oh, I see the Supergas. Mm-hmm. Aren't they cute? They are cute. Yeah. They remind me of like, they look kind of like little kid shoes. They are cute. Mm-hmm. They, um, and they're, they're not, they're not terribly expensive. No, uh, they're real reasonable. Okay. So. Yeah, I like those a lot. And and maybe I just got a bad pair. I don't know. But they were, they just felt too wide. Did you get the lace-up ones? I did. I got the lace-up ones. What color did them, you get? I got white. Okay. Because I was wanting just a pair of white sneakers. And then I, um, but I returned them. So, and I got the Vans instead. Because I knew the Vans would work. Okay. Well, I will tell you that the, the, there's a color, the wool, the, the, yeah, the nude color and wool are on sale at DSW right now for twenty nine ninety four. Oh, well, that would be a great thing. I've been rewatching, looking at white sneakers. So I've because I'm in such a dire TV place, and I need something every now and then to watch. I've started The Office over again from okay, the beginning. Yes. And I watched the one last night. It was the first Dundee's award. And it was when Pam, which I had forgotten, she won the award for the whitest sneakers in the office. Yeah, she did. Because her kids were always so white. And I thought, oh, that's funny. Because that was like 2005, which at the time, that was kind of a joke because who was wearing kids. But I'm like, now it's all come back full circle. It's all about a white sneaker. Well, I don't I do not have any white sneakers. So I am behind the times for sure. Well, I don't think you're I think it's the new and it's it's jarring. I feel like even when I got my vans when you put them on. And I mean, there was a day listen, I used to love my white kids but I put them on and I was like my feet are so white these are the whitest feet 
to like they're just it's jarring to put on a pair of white sneakers i know that i think that's why i would probably go gray i think i just i have gotten i've developed an aversion to a white shoe honestly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well and it's hard to keep them clean i mean i will tell you it's it's hard to keep them clean okay so but they do go with everything well, I, well, maybe if I can find some jeans, I will. I will discover the yeah. joys of the sneaker, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I think but, you need to look for maybe Gap. Maybe you need to go to Gap. So, so you said you're having a hard time with television. I am still in just a. I'm in a TV netherland in terms of mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I don't have anything to watch. Yeah, it's bad. It's well, and okay. So I'll tell you what happened. Is you know I was watching Shit's Creek, which. Yes. I love, I mean, and then I got to the end of season two, which was so good. I just, I find it so funny, but so endearing. Like it's the perfect mix of humor and heart to me. Mm-hmm. So I finished watching that. Well, now season three isn't available on Netflix yet. So mm. I would have to buy it. And I haven't decided yet if I want to buy it because I'm like, if I would just wait, but then I have to wait till like December. So I'm like, oh. you know, Pony up, sister. I, I know it's like twenty dollars. Why? <laughs> oh, no, I'll give you twenty dollars to watch it. <laughs> but I'd kind of been waiting because part of me too is I, you know, I'm trying to finish this last project that I'm working on, yes. and so part of it is like I don't need. To, that's going to be like my reward to myself when I finish. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I thought if I do it, I'm going to sit and for the next two weeks I'm going to do nothing but watch the show. So I was like, but I still needed something that I can watch like sometimes at night when Perry's watching like the pig man hunting show, which is the worst. I have to put in my earbuds and watch something. And so I started watching The Office, but the new season of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt just started yesterday or yes, just I, came yesterday. I got an email about that from Netflix. Yes. Yeah, so my thought is that'll give me something to watch. And then um, I started watching The Office again. And then there was something else I tried to watch. And Southern, was like, Southern Charm Savannah. Oh, I don't like Southern Charm Savannah. I, I, I have not watched the second episode yet, but I don't know that I like it either. I feel uh-uh. like, I, I don't know. I have some thoughts. I don't know if I should share them. No, share. I think I think if you have a question as to whether or not you should share, <laughs> the answer to that is always yes. I just feel like they're trying to be edgy. You know what I mean? Like, it feels yes. like... It feels like an attempt at edginess to me and not real, like not real edginess, but Southern edginess, which is a whole different yes. variety. But I feel like they're almost trying to, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, no. I don't know. I'm not, they're not letting me just get to know the people. I feel like everybody's got an angle. Yes. If that That's, makes sense. It's a weird I, thing. Mm-hmm. I totally agree because I think that what made to me why I love Southern charm the original is because it really just all that drama just kind of developed on its own from this array of characters. Or so it seemed to us. Yes, exactly. But it did not seem like as you got to know them, because I even went back and was watching some of the old episodes and I thought like all the stuff with Catherine and Thomas, like that kind of organically happened, you Mm -hmm. know, like I'm sure the producers were like, we could not have even predicted the train wreck that this was all going to be, you know, whereas Savannah, it feels like we're trying to manufacture a little bit of a train wreck. And I feel like all the people on Savannah, they have, they have the need to say a lot of this in their voiceovers. Well, in the South, the way it is, Savannah, the way it is, what makes Savannah. And I'm like, I listen, I know, just live your life. Let me see what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We get it. it has not been all idyllic and good, but just let, let's not let all this play out naturally. And then, and we'll see where it goes. 
I agree. It feels like it's trying too hard. I need my reality shows to not try hard. I agree. Okay. So, so I'm on the fence about it. Maybe I will grow to like it, but right now it just seems again, like everybody's trying so hard to be, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm, I'm not growing to like the people in this show. um, Naturally. There's nobody who's as endearing as Shep or as Cameron. No. So Mm -mm. Mm -mm. these are my deep thoughts. No, I agree. Well, and Cameron, you've just got to love Cameron because she just is kind of the voice of reason that is constantly like kind of the background narrative of Southern charm. You know, like she says what everybody's thinking. But I don't know that we have that on the on the Savannah one. No, I don't think we do. I think we have somebody who's maybe trying to be that, but it's yes, not working. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Okay. So listen I'm, I'm, listen, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. Just okay. So far, I'm not I'm not necessarily enamored. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I would agree with that. And then there was something Oops. else that I was watching. Um, I don't know what it was. I haven't gotten to watch nearly as much TV as I would like, I feel like. And and this, uh, I feel like this project that you're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's a devotional. We can say it. I, I mean, what it. the heck? It's a devotional. Okay, I'm so let's on. talk about that for a second. So you're writing a devotional. Okay. I finished one back in the... <laughs> At the, I don't know, the beginning of the year, I finished one. Mine was, uh-huh. Mine's for teenage girls. Yours is for women. Uh huh. It's grown- the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole entire it's life. It's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing. Oh it's my the, word. Like, like, I feel like knowing what I know now, if somebody said, <laughs> here's your choice, you can train for a triathlon. Or you can write a devotional. I'd be like, put on my swimsuit. Where's my swim cap? Because I'm going to go start training for a triathlon. Where's it cannot be body harder. Water? I'm going I'm yes. to swim across it. I'm going to swim across it because it would have to be easier than trying to write a devotional. It's the, it's the hardest thing ever. And I knew it was because I watched you do it. And I was like, well, that looks terrible. But I had already <laughs> committed to do mine. I didn't know how hard it was. Here's the thing about writing a devotional. Okay. Here's the thing. As you, you write 20. And you go like, oh, golly, I've written 20. And then you think, only 80 to go. Like, it's never, oh. the number that you have to go never seems small. Like, it, no. it never no. seems small. And I'm here to tell you, when I wrote the last one, I'm curious to see if your reaction is the same. When I wrote the last one, I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> it was like, I finished the triathlon. Like, I, I never thought I would finish ever. No. I never thought I would finish. Uh, uh-uh. it's the it's the hardest. I told Perry last night we went to dinner, and I said I'm gonna tell you that I wrote a whole thing about the Rocky movies today in my <laughs> devotional. I said that is where I am. I said like that. I I am so like where can I mine material? Where can oh, I, know. I find a lesson? Yes, Lord, yeah. give me a lesson. And, and, and they really are everywhere. That's the sweet thing about, about writing one is you see the lessons really are everywhere. But, but, but your knee, I mean, like it just, it feels like it goes on to infinity. Yes. And it's hard because I think it's one of those, if you could write it over the course of five years, that would be great. Yes. Maybe because, that's the ticket. Because you, you need stories, you need things, but you can't sit down because part of me is like, I'm going to knock this out. I'm going to write five devotionals today. But, yeah. but the thing is, is they all need like a story or a life lesson mm-hmm. or a thing or something that 
you? And I'm like, I, you know what I've been doing? Sitting on this couch writing these devotionals. So you know what? I don't have any real life stories. Like I, today I packed a ham sandwich and, but I and what felt I've God learned, was telling me. Yeah. What I've learned from the ham sandwich yeah. <laughs> is it's like that passage in Ephesians. I mean, like you just, you're desperate. It's, it's, I've never have felt that felt, desperate as a writer. No, uh-uh. uh-uh. Have you ever felt empty? Today, I went to make my daughter's lunch and the box of Z-bars was empty. And I thought that is how I feel until Jesus fills me up. I was like, that's really, that's where I am. Yeah. That's where I am. I, I was, but don't worry, we'll let you know when they're coming out so you can go buy them. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. I like when I did edits for mine, I really, I was so grateful because I was like, Lord, in the middle of that where I felt like, Somehow you gave me something to to say, you know, but that's yeah. where I didn't write. I didn't, I couldn't write my blog because it was all it, it, like, it all had to go there. It's unlike, it's not like writing a book at all. Nope. And Mm-mm. anybody who says it's the easiest thing to write, I'm going to tell you what. You don't want to buy a devotional by them because they're a liar. So <laughs> that's. It's so hard. They're a big liar. I mean, all I could think was, is that at the time they gave me the choice of, would you like it to be a 365 day? And I thought if I had committed to a 365 day devotional, you would never hear from me again. That People would say, whatever happened to that Melanie Shankle? I don't know. She's in a, she's in an asylum somewhere. I mean, there is no way. She's going on a around the world trip trying to find some lessons. I'm going to tell you what, you know, when I had my, when I went to meet with my publisher about the devotional book, I wanted to do 365. I said, I, I want to spend a year with these girls. Like Mm. I want, I want to, you know, like I want it to be, I want this book to be a companion. And and this is true. I do want this book to be a companion, but a hundred days is enough. Is what I'm going to tell you. Like when I started it, I was like, Oh, Oh, uh-huh. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 365 would take plenty. years to write. It would take it would take years. It would at that point I could write maybe like a sequel to Gone with the Wind <laughs> in the shorter time than I could write a 365 day devotional. Because here's the thing, so, it's 100 lessons. It's not 100 not 100 recaps of your life. It's not 100 um mm-hmm. 100 lists of things that I thought were fun. It's 100 lessons. Yes. Lessons. And I, yeah. And, and they have to be like spiritual lessons because I feel like here's a lesson I learned today. If you want to wear a cap sleeve, if you work out hard enough, you can because your arms will look stunning That's in right. that cap sleeve. Right. But there's not really there's not a way to turn that into a biblical principle necessarily. I mean, it would it would really be difficult. But I think probably if you were desperate enough, you could. Oh, I think I for sure could, because I'm sitting here thinking if we run the race marked out. I was just thinking the same I mean, scripture. You run the race. Yeah, absolutely. That perseverance, perseverance your produces. Your heart will be as strong as your arms are ripped. Is what I'm going to tell you. Exactly <laughs> right. So that's it. But yeah. So anyway, were we even talking about something before I we got off a tangent? It's I, just all been pinned up inside of me. It, it's just. Mm-hmm. It's been pinned up inside yeah. of me too. Now, I have to say though, now that it's over. For, um, yes. for me, now that it's over, I'm so glad I did it. And I'm so, like, I, I, I'm really looking forward to, because, you know, it's for the, the stage of girls that I work with. And so I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm really glad I did it. But I, I totally, I totally empathize with you. It's so hard. Yes. 
It's hard. And I think it is just that thing of because you, you're trying to get it done in like a six month period of time or whatever. And so it's just hard to have if you could write it slowly over the course of however long it would be easier. It's just it's just a lot. And it is hard because I feel like with the book, you kind of know, like, here are the stories I'm going to tell in a book. So you set those aside. And then as life happens, you can still blog or write or talk about life. But the devotional is such a different deal because if anything happens in my day-to-day, I'm like, oh, I'm so using that. Yeah, a, devotional gets it. Blog, yeah. like maybe something else will happen. Yeah, yeah. So anytime, anything. And I mean, like I was watching, what was I watching? Oh, on the plane when I flew to New York a couple of weeks ago or whenever that was, um, I watched the movie Jackie about Jacqueline Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And I, like the priest was saying something to her. And I mean, I got out my phone and started taking notes. I was like, that's a devotional. Yeah. Like, you know, you just, I was like, I'm, I'm trying, now I'm getting them. You talk about bottom of the barrel. I'm sitting here. It's a movie about Jackie Kennedy, but I was, I was getting my word. So when does yours come out? I don't even know that. Um, I believe March of 2018. Okay. Yeah, okay. March of 2018. That's what people keep asking me. They're like, well, when is it due? And I'm like, March 1st, as of two months ago. That's when it was due. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Today is May <laughs> 20th. So, yeah. basically. So, that doesn't really help. That doesn't help the situation when you're under that kind of pressure either. So, what number are you on? Um, I am on 84. Okay, 16 more. Sixteen uh-huh. more. I'm on okay, that's that, oh, no. that's now you're starting to get to a point I think where the number starts to feel not so overwhelming. I would kind say, of. I would say up to eighty, <laughs> the number felt super overwhel- overwhelming to me. At seventy, mm-hmm. I was like, surely this this is I'm done. How long, Lord? Surely, how long? I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm looking Lord. to the I'm looking to the east for your return in the sky. <laughs> but you do you just because you're you're completely. Here's the other thing: you get to a point where you've got nothing to say unless. Unless the Lord teaches you a lesson through something. So you're just, it's like you're turning your head all the time. Like, yeah, you know, yes. like you're just, you're constantly, so there's a desperation or a mm-hmm. neediness with, with that kind of book that is different than the, than the regular kind of book. Yeah, I it think. is. It's a different deal. So well, I will say your cover for this book, all your covers are beautiful, but I think your devotional cover is extra, extra beautiful. Well, thank you. I am excited about the cover. I am. I am excited. So the cover is going to really be worth it alone. It's fantastic. <laughs> and then inside, you will uh-huh. find lessons. Many about... lessons. <laughs> you will find many lessons. Many, many lessons. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So um, now speaking of lessons, I saw this article today and it was about Kiernan Shipka's, um, her five minute beauty routine. Okay, this is the girl who, who you know who Karen Sal- Sh- she was Sally on Mad Men, Sally Draper, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and she's like twenty. So I'm like, well, of course she has a five minute beauty routine. Yeah. That was like the whole the takeaway was that she likes to take a little of her lipstick and then use it as a cheek stain, oh. and she likes a dewy look. And I'm like, well, enjoy it, sister, because. Mm-hmm. No, five-minute beauty routine. Because that was the other thing is when they were here filming for that deal for just like book trailers and whatever. I'm like, that girl put so much makeup on my face. I was like, well, this is what it takes. This is where I am. I mean, it was so much makeup. Well, I'm going to tell you that the other day I had to take, I was I was having to like do a, a visa application for the Kenya trip. And uh-huh. I needed like a passport style photo of just me. And so, oh, there she yeah. is. She's got to make an appearance in every There's pod. Hazel. There's Hazel. Yep, she does. So I had to, um, 
I had to take a passport style photo of me. And so they had suggested that I just take like a selfie against a white wall and, you know, whatever. <laughs> so that's what I did. And I'm going to tell you that like my under eye area, I was like, oh, bless it. I mean, as much as I say, I don't like a dewy look and I always have love, you know, I love, I love my leaves powder and all that kind of stuff. Yes. I may be at the end of that road. Because I feel like all it does now is it just settles in all the little crinkles and crevices down there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, it was funny because the day that she did my makeup, she did that airbrush stuff, which I mean, I know gives you like a flawless finish on camera. But I thought the problem is, is that gets in these little creases by my mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like they looked much more exaggerated when I was just like standing there I mean hopefully when you actually see the finished product they don't look like that but I was like I think it's that you have to go with less makeup a little bit as you get older yeah no doubt and so I've got to figure out what to do for this under eye area because one day I thought well I won't wear concealer you know because that's just another layer down there and I'm just rubbing my eyes by the way the whole time I'm telling you this but like I thought well I won't do concealer but I don't think that's the answer no I think you just need to find something that's maybe a little uh Maybe got more moisture built in. I feel like that's what I've learned because over the last, I guess, over the last couple of months, I've had my makeup, like I've had makeup artists do my makeup, I don't know, four or five times for mm -hmm. different stuff. And what I noticed, both of them who were two separate people put so much moisturizing stuff on my face before they ever put any makeup on like and and I think they're like, that's the key, like especially the girl that did my stuff in Round Top, who I actually she was probably my favorite um but she I mean she put so much moisture on my face before she ever applied anything so like what besides moisturizer what all did she put on you it was like a moisturizer and then she said it was some sort of like eye cream she didn't tell me what it was it was some sort of eye serum that she said is supposed to like tighten and lift okay I would and be so interested in that I know I could email her and ask her, but she put like, it was just lots of different layers of like, and she'd be like, Hey, let's do a little more moisture. And so the reason I say I liked her better is because, and I don't know that I liked her better. I just think she had a harder job because it was in round top. And so I was outside in the sun and there was a lot of, Mm -hmm. you know, the weather and the sweat and it just stayed, but it never looked dried out. Like, but I thought it's because she put so much moisture on my face. What did she do for like a foundation layer? Did she do a tinted moisturizer or did she do a tree foundation on you? Well, she did an airbrush. Okay. So it's like an, a, so she did an airbrush and so it looked good. Um, but then everything else she did was like cream based, not powder based, which I think is the other thing because I think that powder, I think even powder eyeshadow, I think maybe we're better off going to cream everything oh now you've opened you've just you've, you've oh, God. pandora's box mm -hmm. i know but i think there's something to be said for the creamy um now i have bought it's this becca and she used it it's like I'm, I'm gonna have to look at it it's like becca illuminating concealer and it's got like a little bit of shine to it and she put that like in the corners of my eyes and like it makes your eyes look like they're more opened up becca illuminating concealer I think so. Let me, I'm going to, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Um, but it's like a, Becca has a lot of like illuminating that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so, but it, that seemed to work. It's, I mean, it's just like you, you just dab a little bit and supposedly you could use it as concealer under your eyes too, but that's a lot for me. Um, oh, it's this, this is it. It's, 
Becca Shimmering Skin Perfector Liquid Highlighter. Shimmering Skin Perfector. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Becca also has, I will tell you that I have been real tempted um, to try. They have a first light filter face primer that has like a purplish tint mm-hmm. um, that is supposed to, um, I don't know, something. it's about, supposedly it gives you like the look of like a filter. Oh, okay. Like an Instagram it goes filter? On violet. Yes, it goes on violet, but because of the way it looks, it like, gives your your skin it like brightens it and it makes your it makes it look more translucent it evens out your imperfections which my friend august who leads worship at our church she used to be like a stage and theater person and she said oh yeah they always use like a violet tone something is what they use in the theater to make you even out okay interesting i had no idea but I have not bought it. It's $38 at Sephora and it's a primer. So you put it on under your makeup and I haven't bought it just because I don't need one. But the next time I need a primer in summer to me, I'm like, whatever, all I'm going to be wearing is sunscreen. So I'm, I'm not going to invest in makeup this summer. But um, I, that one has promised to me. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. So anyway, Becca has some interesting products, I feel like. Well, I feel like but, I need some interesting help underneath my eyes. So we might be uh, a match made in heaven. Well, you know what I've been doing too is I, um, and somebody had emailed me this and told me this, but I've been using coconut oil to take off my eye makeup at night Mm -hmm. and then I just barely wipe it off, but then I put more coconut oil and I just let it sit on my eyes overnight. Mm. And I don't know, I can't tell you that I look any better. I just, but it it feels, it makes my eye area feel a little more moisturized. Okay. Do you, do you stir up the coconut oil before you put it on your... Well, it's kind of, it's solid. It's in a jar, but I think our bathroom, like my bathroom cabinet stays so like, like if I scoop it, it pretty much melts in my fingers. Like it's kind of almost like a Vaseline. Like I scoop it and rub it together and then I put it on my eyes. So I don't know. Listen, I, you know, I'm going to tell you what, really, you want to know how to get good eyes? Go to a plastic surgeon. I was gonna say, That's what I'm going to tell you. Beach Winnie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kieran and she- Back to Cured and Shipka. That's my that's my beauty program. Just be twenty years old. You'll be look right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, telling you what something else. Um uh, I know. So that's that. Um so are you gonna bring a book to Kenya? Let's talk about that. What are you gonna what's your what's your playing activity gonna be? Well, I had thought for a for a little while, I think I'm actually gonna have a couple of books with me that I am reading for people, like for endorsement stuff that I'm gonna take with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To read on the plane. And then, yeah. um, and then I thought about, cause I have never finished the Harry Potter series. And so, oh. so even though I've, I kind of know how it goes, I've never finished reading the actual books. And so I thought about picking up with Harry Potter and taking that on the plane. Okay. And, um, I so said, I don't know. I hadn't really settled that, but I, I do. I want to read, you know, I, just, yes. I don't know exactly what I'm going to read. And I have not read very much. The last couple of months, right now I'm reading Selection, the the oh young, yeah 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 the young mm-hmm. adult thing. So I'm reading mm-hmm. that, um, but I don't I don't necessarily know that I have anything like on deck. I have there have been a couple of books that Laura Tremaine has mentioned, and a couple of books that Jamie Golden's mentioned that I have kind of you know I've kind of looked into, but I haven't bought anything yet. Okay. Okay. I just finished reading Anna Kendrick's Scrappy Little Nobody. I remember when you bought that. Did you like it? Um, I did like it. She, it, she's, I find her very, uh, 
endearing because she's quirky and a little snarky, which are really my favorite personality right. characteristics. Sure. Um, so it, you know, it towards, the, which I don't know what I expected. This sounds stupid. But towards the end, I feel like she talks a lot about like the Hollywood business. And that doesn't really interest me as much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of been um, like, Amy. that that to me is where Amy Poehler's book kind of digressed to me too. You know, where it's mm-hmm. like, it starts to feel a little, I mean, it was just, I don't know. But there was, I mean, I, I found it interesting. I mean, she grew up in a small town in Maine and it's just kind of fascinating that like she managed to, I mean, she beat the odds, you know, like she became a Hollywood star, you know? Um, so I don't know. It was, it was, it was good. It was worth reading. Okay. All right. But I didn't, like love it. I mean, I did, I wasn't like the best book I've ever read. It was just interesting. So, um, but I was real. And I think too, because I've been, because I don't know if I mentioned, but I've been writing this devotional. <laughs> I think I just, I kept picking it up in stops and starts, you know? So it's like, I, I prefer to really be able to pick up a book and just read it. And this one, it was like, I would pick it up and I would read a chapter and then I wouldn't be able to pick it up for like days after. Okay. So you didn't get any momentum going with it is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of started to feel like I finished it last night and I was like, when I finished, it, I was like, thank God I'm finished. <laughs> Yeah, like and not because it wasn't a good book but I was just like I need to because I had bought some novels and I think now I'm back in my like I just want to read some fiction stories so what do you have novel wise that you're going to read so I have ordered um oh what was it I put it on my blog this week the summer before the war I think is what that is such a you book isn't it? I mean, I know. That is such a e-book. Yes. And it's World War One too. Oh, so really, gosh. I know. The summer before the war. No but hope somebody of air said, conditioning in that situation. No hope well, of air conditioning. I know. But somebody, they got me because they said, if you miss Downton Abbey. And I was like, well, check. <laughs> check. I do miss Downton Abbey. Um, so the summer before the war. And then I'm going to tell you the other one I got. And I don't know what made me. Oh, I know what it was. It was the it was uh the Fug Girls on Go Fug Yourself. They every now and then they'll post about books and somebody on there said that their like novel that they go back and read over and over and over again is Coming Home by Rosamond Pilcher, which is old, but oh, I ordered that. Oh, okay. So, um Chalk used I to love I think it was Chalk who my aunt who used to love a Rosamond Pilcher book. It was either mm-hmm. her or I can't remember, but some there was somebody in my life who loved Rosemary Pilcher. Yeah. Well, and she wrote The Shell Seekers, I feel like, which is like at every beach house you'll ever rent. Yes. You know, there's like, but I'm going to, here, I'm going to read you on Amazon because you're going to get so tickled. So I couldn't remember why I ordered the Rosamond Pilcher book other than somebody said that was their comfort book. But this is the beginning description. Against the backdrop of an elegant Cornwall mansion before World War II and a vast <laughs> continent spanning canvas during the turbulent war years. This involving story tells of an extraordinary young woman's coming of age, coming to grips with love and sadness, and mm-hmm. in every sense of the term, coming home. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, could you not even, mm-hmm. and it starts off where she's left behind at a British boarding school. I'm, I'm like, I, it's everything I want in a book. Yeah, it might as well just say on the front, written for Melanie Schenkel. Yes, yes, this is Melanie Schenkel's summer read, because between the British, between the elegant Cornwall mansion, mm-hmm. it's the whole thing. It's it's wild spend the rest of my day watching everything I can about Pippa's wedding. Oh, goodness. Well, I need to get on that. Mm-hmm. I need to find me some stuff to read. I need to I need to investigate a little bit, I feel like. I know. Well, in people.com, I will tell you, has had some, I haven't had time to watch all of them because we ended up doing this podcast, but there's some video clips too. Okay. 
Oh, very exciting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and you can see the brother, you can see the reality star, the scoundrel. Um, and so you can see all of it. Okay. And then hopefully we'll get to see what uh, Meghan Markle has on. Because you think, I mean, you talk about stressful. Oh, you talk about, I mean, I, I go back to, like, I recently I decided I need, a, I need a dress. I need a dress. I just need to have a dress because I feel like mm-hmm. I'm... I've gone to several things lately where I, I I needed a dress and I didn't I did not like my dress options. I mean, yes. and it was stressful to me just trying to find a dress. Like, yeah, multiply yeah. that by, by infinity, and then you'll 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 be in Meghan Markle's shoes. Yeah, you're not gonna be. I found that okay. So speaking of, this was an interesting tidbit in Anna Kendrick's book. This is not not a spoiler, but she talks about how when she was nominated for the Oscar for Up in the Air, which was the movie with George Clooney, that was kind of her big breakout role. Yes. Um, when she was nominated for the Oscar and that she talked about how she had to go to all these things and they had a stylist, but because she was like a nobody, it was hard to find people that would give her gowns because she wasn't, you know, a big name or anything at that point, but that she had to buy her own. The stylist came to her and said, people assume because you've been nominated for this Oscar that you're making money. And she said the money didn't come for like another two years, but she talks about that. She had to buy her stylist talked her into buying these thousand dollar, like Christian Louboutin shoes to wear. And she said she still has them and she's never worn them again. Mm. But she, she said in that moment, it's all about, you have to look like you can do it. You know what I mean? You have to look the part, even if you're not legitimately the part. Mm, I would never be the part ever. No. Oh, no, but I thought, but it it was interesting. I will have to say part of what I liked about her is she said if she got caught up in that, like it kind of made her want to shut herself off from the world because it, she couldn't cope with it all. Like it just felt so surreal to her and not like a comfortable place, which I thought that tells me that she's pretty normal. Yeah, yeah, that's a real person. That's a real person. If part of you says, I'm just going to, like she said, like the paparazzi would be outside her house and she was like, they didn't know what they were messing with because they didn't know she could stay in and order pizza and watch Netflix for weeks at a time. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but I thought that with Meghan Markle where I thought, you know, Kate has the benefit of your royalty. So you've got the stylist. You've got, and I mean, she's an actress. So I'm sure she's got all her stuff too. But I thought you don't have, I guess maybe now you do. If if you were to believe the royal we, you do have people that are now telling you how you're supposed to dress. I do believe the royal we. I do believe it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because we're watching it come true. I know, I know, Megan Markle. No Megan Markle. I know. So, there you have it. Okay. Anything else that we need to we need to cover and or discuss? I don't think so. I mean, what what else could there possibly be? Well, there there are um, there are t shirts. Oh yeah, the chin, chin up, up American shirts. Your 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 internet's doing some crazy things. I got to tell you. I'm so sorry. Has it been doing it the whole time? No, it's just gotten worse probably in the last like five minutes. It's just cutting out a lot, which I, I don't, I don't want you to spend the rest of your afternoon on the phone with AT&T. Don't get me wrong. Well, you know, I'm not going to, but I do need to call because it's at an all time, but it's been bad. And I will tell you from the last podcast, I, I have not called because that's how much I don't want to call. Well, it's, so. um, I know it's overwhelming. I know. Well, it's just a lot. <laughs> Maybe what I'll write a devotional about it. <laughs> Trials and tribulations. Sometimes in life we go through difficult things. I know this because of my <laughs> my struggles with AT and T internet. What Paul meant when he talked about his 
trials and tribulations as he was shipwrecked and beaten. What he didn't know and in is, prison. Yes, that in modern day we would have to deal with technology, specifically AT and T. That's right. That's right. Oh God! So when you were well, going through I'll, something difficult, know that I too yeah. have struggled. <laughs> <laughs> My internet is terrible. Uh, listen. Oh God. Um, okay. So the Chin Up America t-shirts, y'all have been so sweet. We we were so thrilled with the response to them and surprised. And so, surprised. No doubt. Yes. Surprised. But I'm so glad that y'all have loved them and ordered them. And they do have, there are more in stock currently. Oh, I think they're so cute. I think they're so cute. I can't wait to, I'm going to wear mine Memorial Day. I think they're so cute. I did so. get tickled. Somebody asked on, I don't know if it was my post or, or Mandy's post or somebody's post. Like, what does, what does this mean? And I, and I said, well, I think it depends on where you are. If you're like me, <laughs> it means hang in there. But it can also mean brighter days are coming. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it just means America. <laughs> America has been a, it has been an institution now for a long time. And ultimately, it is not going to rise and fall because of one person or one political turn. That we're better than that. So chin up. It's going to be okay. Right? That's going to be at the next devotional. For many years. From the dawn of time. From the dawn of time. In 1776. Yes, America was founded, mm-hmm. and it has long stood as a shining beacon on a hill. <laughs> I, um, yeah, so chin up, America. Yeah, that's right. That's it's what, right. It's, it's whatever you need it to be. It's whatever. It's whatever you, yeah, it's what that means to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, think the shirts are darling, and I'm so glad that that um, that people are going to get to enjoy them this summer. I can't wait. Me too. Me too. So if you if you have pictures, feel free to post them on our Facebook page of you wearing the shirts because we'd love to see them. Yes, or you can you can tag them on Instagram with hashtag yes. Chin Up America. Yes, you can, and we would love to see them. Mm-hmm. I really would. Okay. All right. So that's okay. about it. That's about it. Y'all have a good uh, day. Have a good day, everybody. Happy SEC baseball tournament week, and happy Memorial Day. If we do not talk to you before then. Which we probably won't. We really won't. But so so that is why we say happy Memorial Day. That's right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.